Jubilee Church. Welcome to our conference on the branch. We're going to hear and learn so much today in the spirit of what Jesus is saying. I really believe as I've been praying that we're in a moment where God is turning the page on the chapter for the body of Christ at large and particularly for us Jubilee. And so welcome online family, glad you're here. Go ahead and get yourself ready to worship with us and to receive and hey, if, if you're watching this online, feel free to share it. Just go to where that arrow, that tilted arrow is and share it and invite people, whether it's on your, your Facebook or your Instagram page or, or just uh, you can text it to a family member. You're not gonna wanna miss this moment. It's a marked moment where we are going to be listening to the Holy Spirit for what he is calling us into as we step into this new season as a bride, as a bride of our beloved Jesus. And in that, I just want us to just, let's position our hearts right now. Let's go ahead and, and just bring everything we have. You don't need to leave anything behind. Let's just leave it at the feet of Jesus and bring all of ourselves to all of him. Right now, Lord God, we come, we present ourselves to you to know you and to be known. Here is our heart, God. Here is everything we have, whether we love it or hate it. We're bringing all of ourselves to encounter all of you this morning, the living God. You are the Redeemer of all mankind. And so we, we don't leave anything behind. We bring all of it to you to be redeemed today. In your perfection, in your resurrection, as our high priest interceding, we come now, Jesus, and say, here I am, Lord. Know me this day. May you be exalted in our praise, in our prayers, in our preaching, in our fellowship. Be lifted high, Adonai. You alone are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen.
like a waterfall, like a waterfall of truth, because you're standing right here in front of us, God, and we, we pour out all of our praise, and we say, you are worthy, you are extravagant, you are mighty, you are big, you are the king above all kings, God. We pour out truth in the name of Jesus. Worthy is your name, God. Worthy is your name, God. Extravagant, God.
I know it's early, but I just think we should, by faith, sing that outrageous, extravagant, ridiculous, wholehearted praise. And just do something that you haven't yet done today. Raise your hand, wiggle your fingers, stand up, and let's just give it to the Lord. Just something as an offering, beyond what circumstance would call for. But because we behold the King like we can feel Him in the presence of this room. Yes, Lord. We give it to you, Lord. We're giving all that we have. We're blessing you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. While you're still moving, go greet a couple of people. Welcome them, everyone here in the house. I'll say hello to you online. I don't have my phone with me. I left it at home, so I can't talk to you, which is kind of weird. I always connect to you online as much as I connect to everybody in the house. So, But I'm glad you're with us and believe the Lord is going to impart to you everything he's going to impart to us, his one body, many places, but one body. 
one spirit, one hope of our calling. Something's going to happen. So stay with us, engage, and just let God demonstrate the glorious branch and all that he has been given in his resurrection ascension and his life in you. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Bless the Lord. All right. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's thank God for the worship, everyone. Thank you, guys. And you can all be seated. We are going to come back. We're going to take, just everybody knows, online and here in the house. There was a beautiful continental breakfast put together for us. But I never got to communicate it to everyone. So God, and we had some changes in our schedule for today. So we're going to break at about 10.30 and enjoy that continental breakfast. Uh, just for uh, a refreshing and plus that way we don't, you don't get, I don't drag on. <laughs> Jan Kuski, who is going to be here to share testimony of the branch uh, in Santa Ynez. Hi, Jan. But uh, could not come because of the road closures that are all around where she lives. So, but this is not a, an event that's going to go away. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be something that grows up in our midst, and it's going to be opening the door. So she'll get a chance to share it another time. So that's kind of the day. I'll tell you three things we're going to kind of hope to accomplish. want to lay the foundation of this tr teaching, this truth, this revelation. It's a metaphor in some ways of Jesus being the branch, like being the vine, but it's also a depiction of the, mes the resurrected, glorified, messianic king, the high priest of our confession. So we're going to use the Isaiah and Zechariah to pop into that prophecy, and then we will make application, or we will allow that truth to rise up and touch us. Because if I've learned anything about the kingdom, is that you can only give away what you receive. And so it's always receive freely and then give away freely. Free. So we'll, we'll take up time for that. We'll break and fellowship for a few minutes, 20 minutes so. So if you're online, that's your chance to take advantage of being with us and getting something. Uh, and then at, we'll come back and then we'll talk about how to re that, that power, that life, that eternal life starts to be able to go beyond us to others, the first and foremost, the ones we love and care for, the ones that are over our, in our lives that God placed us there, our friends and our enemies. And then secondly, or thirdly, will be how to, that might, the permission to find expression so that we're not, um, we're moving away from man-made mechanisms into a God f growing, you know, the flesh works and the fruit and the spirit fruits, right? Galatians chapter 5, the works of the flesh are, so flesh is a worker, but the spirit is a fruiter. The fruit of the Spirit is, so we're going to, how does that start to flow out? It's a, it comes from within, everything's going to move out from within out in our, uh, our uh, approach and discovery, and we've been, a lot of this learning for a long time, but I'm very blessed that you're here today. Very humbled and very thankful that we have a moment to launch a thought and a truth, and I'm very um, 
vulnerable and afraid too because what we're talking about cannot happen without Jesus. Without Jesus, it would just be concepts and we can be very easily go, I've heard that before, I already know that. That's not really what, what I want. I thought some new technique was coming when in fact it's maybe at the most and probably is true to be. It's an ancient path, maybe forgotten, uh, undiscovered. We've picked up other things over time, traditions, whatevers. So for, for me, it's been a returning to, to truths that I maybe at times in my journey I've, I've perceived and lived in, but certainly haven't seen it uh, find its fruitfulness. And yet it's for myself personally, it has been for the last 10 plus years, my fruitfulness. So if you'll allow me, I'd like us to pray. And then when we get started, we will go to Isaiah chapter 4. Dear Father, I really am humbled at the fact that we are together in, in awe that you called us, this group here in the house and online. And those who will join us later online. To behold your son, the glorious, beautiful branch who sprung up from the root of Jesse and the stem of David, but now has become the focal point of all eternity and to which we now grow up and grow from. This glorious branch, the Lord Jesus, the vine that we are branches to. I pray that you will grant us uh, attentiveness to hear things in a way we've maybe not heard them before, but let it be, give me grace to speak and to not be boring, but uh, also to allow the Lord to confirm. And so we ask the, the most important part of this is, Heavenly Father, would you confirm this word with signs and wonders and with your gifts of your Holy Spirit and miracles. Touch us, each one of us here and online, in a way that we will know that you came present in our midst to make known a truth that we are to embrace and to allow it to have further expression in our lives ahead. We need that. We want that. We desire that so that you would grant us that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Last thing, Brian, I know you're running sound, but I'm going to need you to keep the uh, heater on and off. Nobody freeze and nobody falls asleep. That's your job. <laughs> Okay, Isaiah chapter 4. We read through this last week, and uh, we're in it. We're further in. We were just reading Isaiah 14 today, but Isaiah 4, and if you remember reading through it in our Bible reading, uh, Isaiah chapter 3 speaks of a condition that is being dealt with. Uh, the vat, Verse 16 through 26 in chapter 3, we're not going to go there, but it speaks to... An arrogant, proud, boisterous, haughty uh, bride. And because of that, there was going to become a leanness and the difficulties, and they were going to lose all of that which they carried about and strutted themselves in. So in chapter 4, verse 1, it begins at that, at that event. That event has occurred. He's a prophet. Prophets often say things, and there can be many years between what they say, even though it's one verse to the next. But in this case, he then says, and in that day, seven women shall take hold of one man, saying, we will eat our own food and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by your name to take away our reproach. 
So everything they lost, now they want to regain, and they're willing to pay for it for themselves and do it for themselves. And all they want is to get to, to be given the name to be, to be given. So in a way, it's relationship without intimacy. It's just I don't want the reproach. I don't really, I won't ask any more of you. I just want to be given a position that makes me return and remember. I don't know exactly all that means. But it says in that day, same day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious. And again, the branch here is Jesus in his resurrected, glorified, ascended, seating at the right hand of the Lord God on his throne. So we're not talking, in, we're talking into this present day and closest to the millennial reign as we are closing, closing on the end of this church age and kingdom age. So he says, the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and appealing for those of Israel who have escaped. So there is uh, a coming day of, of a dawning of the, of the Lord in the midst of his people, and the midst of his people will, will come into uh, a participation of this beautiful, glorious branch. And then I'm going to, now we go to verse 3, which I have to just say that, in the 1990s, the very middle of the 1990s, maybe even before that earlier part, this was one of the first prophetic words given to Jubilee, uh, verse, these next three verses, because, and by the two women who had interceded, uh, Jean uh, uh, Tidwell and uh, Jenny Havacon, gave this word. And, and it, to me, it was like, wow, that's, I've, it bears witness, but I'll, wonder what that all means but we 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 received it and so come to pass that he who is left in zion remain and remains in jerusalem will be called holy everyone who's recorded among the living in jerusalem when the lord and so now what was to, to take place which i know in my life cammy's life we've had it take place many ways when the lord washed away has washed away the filth of the daughters of zion and purge the blood of Jerusalem from her midst by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. That is not, you know, we were in, in a good move of the spirit, so we were welcoming the word of God even when it sounded like that. Uh, but what it, that means is that when God is bringing that cleansing of the bride, of the daughters, of the church, it's, he uses within himself judgment, which is, you know, he deals, he puts lines down and he says, this is where I stand and this is where you are. I want you to come over to where I am. And this is now the order of which how I'm doing things. This is who I am. Or it calls us into personal repentance over our own heart issues. However, that's what judgment looks like. It's not, it's... Um, it deals with the circumstances, but it's going after the heart. And once the heart is returned, then God does many things. And the spirit of burning is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Remember, he's going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. And fire means it burns up things that aren't of his. And, and, and uh, sure enough, from that point on, many things that used to work didn't work anymore. Then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above her assemblies a cloud of smoke by day and a shining of a flaming fire by night for all, over, all the glory there will be a covering. 
So the promise of that process was this beautiful picture of glory and um, in the day and in the night and over the covering. And there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the heat and a place of refuge and for a shelter from the storm and rain. So I just caught on this as we began to this last year preparing for the branch, meditating on it, that wow, this, this is connected to one of the oldest prophecies that was given to us from another prophet into our who we were to become. So uh, if you'll go with me to uh, Zechariah 3, and then um, I want to, what happened, and just to get to get a story, where, what, what, what is the branch? We were at uh, Jan Kuski's uh, up in Santa Inez at Layla Williams, Brad Layla's bread house, and we we're having a meal to close the seven days of mourning after uh, Gregory Kuski had passed away. And we were all together, and it was a full, a, a full, beautiful night. Mac and Kathy were there, and my Cammy and I were there, and then the Santa Inez family that was being uh, becoming an adopting family for Jan. And she now she's a widow, and she has no home, and she's in a in a different city. And yet it seemed like God was doing something beautiful and supernatural. And and Mac leans over to me at, at the dinner. And says, you know, I think that there's the Jubilee is going to have a branch here. And when he said that, I know, you know, a lot of times we talk about we'll have a branch over there, a branch over there, like a, you know, bank branch. But I didn't hear that at all. All I heard was these words about the branch. And that next morning, Cam and I were talking about it on the way home. And just like, wow, that's something. And we, something got marked here. We don't know what that fully means, but, you know, God does that. You know, when he speaks to you, he just says something, and you know he said it. And then you don't know fully. You think it's tomorrow because there's no time with the Spirit, and there's no time in the Word. And God can, we were talking on the way over here today that a year ago I was walking across the Ventura River and over by the RV park, that's right next, adjacent to it, on the main street in Ventura, uh, they were digging out a drainage ditch. And the Spirit of the Lord rose up in me and said, that's a good thing they're doing that because there's gonna, a flood's coming. So I came to Cami and, and we were sharing about that. And I, you know, we had had some rain already last year, and I was kind of thinking, wow, this must be going to happen. But it never happened. The ditch was dug, the, 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 it was cleared, and never any more real rain came. And then the, you guys, you know, the river overflowed and washed away most of the RV park, moved big object, and yet that drain was now fully in use as of this week. But it's kind of, we were talking about, you just never know. You know, it's like you, you let go of something because once something has been prayed through, there seems to be often times between the praying and the, then the acting out of God. He, he completes it. We get into a place of rest. So uh, we just left. I said to Jan, listen, I think God's going to do a branch, but I don't think it's something like we're organizing. I don't think you're, I just think it's going to be organic. That was the word I used. Got to be something of life, just living. And she took that to heart. And again, she would have been here today to share this testimony, but she had to stay up uh, because of road closures. But she took it to heart and began to watch the most uh, amazing Inter entwining of lives and relationships 
that we're bringing people into Christ, people who were in Christ into community, people in community into Christ into fruitfulness. It just, and nothing that could be uh, because of her, but it just became kind of a catalyst. So I took it, and Cammie and I watched it, and I felt like, oh, this is something that we're observing and you're doing it, a prototype maybe, but it's not a, there was no prototype in that we were not planning anything, it was just coming forth in life. And so at the end of this last year, 2022, it felt the Holy Spirit saying like about November, it's time to, it, it's time to, to speak of the branch and, and to launch into that truth or to accept it, receive it and, and go for it. So we set this date up. It was the 14th, which would have been the men's inheritance so we had the day set, but we just decided to do this. And uh, it's the day that Becky's, last day of Becky's, you know, full-time position here with a prayer pastor. And she's going to tomorrow be celebrating her birthday. Or, hey, there you are, you're getting born again. But any case, I knew it would be a time for prayer transition. And we are going to have that big lunch tomorrow, so please be here. But here we are. And, and yet, this is so just me state making declarations that th then if the Lord's Spirit will come, I believe he'll witness it inside of us, demonstrate it for us, and then it'll start to flow out of us in, a, in the most, I now use the word eternal life fashion, because just gonna, um, it's going to go beyond anything that we are facilitating, and it's going to lack the hand of man on it and the organization and allow the Lord's Spirit to take it in wherever he wants. Like those rivers. You know, again, can't, I'm, we're, I've just been at awe watching the Ventura River because the whole rivers was changed. Where the water runs, ran into another portion of the river, and portions of things are gone, trees, things that were, you know, it's just because when the water flows, it, change, it just turns the banks. And we want that. You know, and, and I know one thing is uh, we don't want an aqueduct that we built with cement. But if God moves, and then we'll just flow with that. So Zechariah 3 happens to be another verse. And I'm going to start at verse, chapter, verse 1, because it happens to be another one that came in the mid-90s and literally helped shift my life into what God was promising in Isaiah 4 or doing. So he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing in his right hand to oppose him. Now, this is where I felt myself in the moment of that. Back 1993, the Lord said to me personally, you've come as far as you can go. And I knew that I could no longer use gifting or dedication. You know, I couldn't get any further. I had to pause. I was stuck. And... Um, so you see Joshua, he's gone 14 years as high priest. There has been t uh, worship. There has been an altar ministry. It was erected, but it was shut down. And so he's standing before the Lord, and there's Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. So it's, it's a really, uh, it, it became a posture of worship, you know. I, I don't know about you, but I don't like worshiping God when I smell sulfur on my right side. When Satan is just like, I'm here to take you down. But that's what Josh understood. And then it says in chapter, verse 2, the Lord said to Satan, and the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. 
is this not a brand plucked from the fire? So the hope there was that in the position wherever I am or wherever we are, wherever that moment was, and this was the rebuilding of the temple. This was in the first prophecies of Haggai and Zechariah. They're just getting the courage to start rebuilding. They haven't even got the permission yet, uh, authorization. They just started to follow the prophetic word and shown up, you know, in Ezra and Ze Zechariah and in Haggai. And so all of a sudden now the Lord spiritually is dealing with Satan and he rebukes him. And he says, this is a brand plucked from the fire. So I don't know about you, but a lot of my life I feel like a burnt stick pulled out of the fire. And I'm grateful that I got pulled out. And grateful that God care, you know, says it's chosen. Then Joshua, who was clothed with filthy garments, was standing before the angel. So if you can imagine a high priest who's operating a was to be a temple built, but now it's only the rim of a foundation and an altar that was established in chapter 1 or 2 of Ezra. So, But now it's been shut down. So he's doing his work over a barbecue pit outside and in the elements. And he's not doing, you know, and he's, he's just filthy means soiled. It means from human sweat, the, the effort. And, it's, and he's standing there before the angel. So the, the Satan who's the, God, the accuser and has his plan, he's removed. Now there's these filthy garments. So then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, the angelic host, take away the filthy garments, soiled garments. And to him, he said, see, I have removed your iniquity from you and I will clothe you with rich robes. Iniquity. I understood back then, still today, it means the willfulness of man, the I will, I will try to do this, I will make it happen. The Peter at the end of the Gospels, not the one he found in the boat, the Peter that says, I will be better than everyone else, and I will not, that's iniquity. He said, I've taken away your iniquities. It's the effort of man. And I've rich, put rich robes on you, so it's a remantling. We talked about that Wednesday. Uh, remantling is a beautiful idea. But, uh, and, and so, unfortunately, a lot of times you have to be dismantled to be remantled, meaning that you find things in, uh, going a different direction. So he said to them, I removed your iniquity, and I will clothe you with rich robes. And I said, let them put a clean turban on his head, which is the speaking of the mindset and of the way in which we think and in the way in which we operate, because of the mind, it's everything about where you set your mind on, and now it's a new turban clean. So they put a clean turban on his head, and they put the clothes on him, and the angel had stood by. So he's been uh, repositioned. Then the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua. So after this work, he's now admonishing him, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, verse 7, If you will walk in my ways, and if you, you, and if you will keep my command, which is to watch the, 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 the the command to watch, to be in that posture. Then you will also judge my house and likewise have charge of my courts, and I will give you places to walk among these who stand here. Which is a beautiful calling into that place with the Lord in the heavenly and in his temple that he's in heaven building and us. And it's, it's an invitation. And he says, here, O Joshua, the high priest, and you and your companions who sit before you. So this company that was remnant, 
He said, they are a wondrous sign, for behold, I am bringing forth my servant, the branch. Now we speaking again. You would think that it would, the prophecy would be to encourage Israel to stay the course and Judah to rebuild the temple, but he's way over into uh, the living temple that we are all becoming a part of because we're talking about the servant, the branch, the resurrected, glorified Christ. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon the stone are seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave its inscription, says the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity in, of that land in one day. Seven eyes, stone, seven spirits of God. Explained further in Zechariah chapter 4. So this is, uh, this is the you know, post-Pentecost. This is the church now coming alive, this Jesus received an anointing, pouring it out. Uh, and in that day, says the Lord of hosts, everyone will invite his neighbor under the vine and under his fig tree. So the iniquity of the land, as we know, the iniquity of the earth, the iniquity of the world, the iniquity of mankind was removed in one day when Jesus was called out of the abyss, when he was called out of, from the dead. And that moment is now rushing toward its completion. And one of the signs of its fulfillment will be this uh, re-inviting the neighbor under his vine and under his fig tree. Everybody will, the community will uh, become, uh, I don't know how to, it won't be something staged or forced. It will become something inviting, inviting. And you can look more, we won't do it today, but you can look further into, I think it's uh, Isaiah 11 to get a picture of how inviting this, this uh, reign of Christ will look as the church becomes uh, re uh, re uh, reflecting of that glory as we become partakers. Because every time you hear about the branch, it always starts talking, it's coming closer to the millennial reign of Christ than it is to the day of Pentecost. It's toward the fulfillment and completion of time. But I want to go to Zechariah chapter 6. One more uh, foundation scripture. So this was surprising to me. Again, the branch, and here we were, and prophecy's been living out. And Zechariah 6, and it's not, I won't start at chapter 1, verse 1. I left my home, phone at home, so i got to go just find it. It's toward the last part of it. And it's about receiving the gift that they brought from Jerusalem, from Babylon. Uh, there you go. Thank you. Beautiful. Zechariah 6, 10. Receive the gift from the captives, from Heldai, Tobijah, and Jedidiah. So Zechariah is being told by the Spirit, you're to go receive the gifts. This is another group of returnees, and they brought a gift and, they're, it's, and they've come from Babylon. And go the same day and enter the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah. So now you're, you take it. Now we're going to do something. Take the silver and the gold and make an elaborate crown and set it on the head of Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. So this is what we would call a prophetic act. This is something that's for the future, but it's going to be demonstrated at this moment in this way. Then speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, saying, So Joshua the high priest, who's being prophesied to, Behold, the man whose name is the branch. So again, 
the, this high priest is going to one day yield and give way to the high priest. And we know that in Hebrews. This is the high priest, the Melchizedek, the king of righteousness. Behold, the man whose name is Branch, from his place he shall branch out. Now, where he is, is on a throne next to the Father in majesty in heaven. So from the realm of his reigning, he will branch out. Or literally, you can take and look at the word branch out. It means to sprout, to spring forth. We get a lot of beautiful promises about things springing forth. And he shall build the temple of the Lord, which we know Jesus is doing, right? The cornerstone. He's causing us to be fitted together, living stones. Yes, he shall build the temple of the Lord. That's repeated because it's an emphasis of what is happening in his reign, and that's what's happening in his reign. He shall bear the glory. This is so huge because there is only one who carries glory. All the glory of God today, according to 2 Corinthians 4, 6, is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. This this. This glorious Jesus Christ, this provision of eternal life, this is, he carries the glory. In Isaiah 11, he says his, he will have the government rest on his shoulders. And he shall sit and rule on his throne. Isaiah 1.10 said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies a footstool. Uh, I will send the rod of your strength out of Zion, rule in the midst of your enemies. He will rule on his throne, and he shall be a priest on his throne. So this is now the imagery of the king-priestly ministry of Jesus, to which I, Revelation 5 says that we are being trained up to be kings and priests on earth. So this is, this is something beautiful and beyond um, orchestration. It's heaven downward, not earth upward. He will be a priest on his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. Meaning that once the king and the priest are functioning in the, in the Messiah, in the resurrected, glorified, you will have peace. And that's a huge word. That's the first word Jesus said to his disciples when he came out of the, from the dead, peace. It's, it's, the, it's what was accomplished in bringing, we have peace with God, being justified by faith. It's, it's far beyond just, you know, Tranquility, it just, it means all things have been made right. All things are put back in place. All things are finished and completed in the sun. So this is that other prophecy. Now, we'll, we'll enlarge on that. I will just give you, because I don't have, have the time or I want to take your time. Jesus is appearing on his earth walk in Isaiah 53 as the promised uh, sin offering, and it says, who will believe is, who is believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. So when Jesus was walking on the earth to become the offering for our sin, to submit himself wholly and completely to the Father in every way, he was just a root out of dry ground. He was just a, he was a, a, a sapling, a beginning out of, out of the, from the flesh of the seed of David. Now his resurrection, he's the branch. He's, he's, he's the new creation, the firstborn of a new creation. And something marvelous has happened. But when this has occurred, I want to show us two verses, and then I want to make applications so we can have, have, a, have a break. 
If you'll take me to, uh, let's now take the concept of branch and go to John, uh, John 15, verse 1. We know this, but I think today I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will make these truths demonstrable in our life. We'll feel the effect, and uh, we will, um, because we're not talking about reorganizing things. We're, I don't think reorganizing anything will change anything. For years, we've all, Cammie and I would say, you know, we can, we can reshuffle the deck, but we still have the same deck. We need it. We need it. We need the pieces we're missing that God only can provide. So Jesus is speaking before his, before his crucifixion, but he's speaking prophetically, and he's declaring who he is. And you'll now connect this. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So vine, branch, those are interchangeable. Uh, you'll see it in, uh, but it, the idea is he's the source. I am the vine. You here, you there, me there, here there. We're branches. And, and, uh, and everyone that's bearing fruit through the union, the connection, he, the Father will be pruning and so that we can bear more fruit. And you are already clean. The word clean and prune are interchangeable Greek words. So the way we're pruned is by the word. You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you, the logos, the conversation we've been living together with. I brought you to this place. And so you're at the perfect place at the perfect moment at the perfect time, which I think is what God will testify over each of us in our life, no matter where you feel your life is circumstantially, where you've attained, what you've lost, what you failed, what you want to get, what you didn't get, you will come to a place of, well, no, the, the union that I have been given in Christ and the words that are being spoken over me are, are, have brought me to this place where fruitfulness will come to the next season. Abide in me. So this is now the, the charge. Abide in me and I in you. We've talked a lot about this, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So this is the, the charge is to you and me, to, you, to us, not to him. He's not saying, I'm going to make you abide in me. You need to, you choose to dwell in me and, and, and let that union have a, a, be vital, a vital union. So it's life is flowing from me into you. Uh, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So there is a fruitfulness that comes in abiding, which is the, move, is the, is the way in which the, the, the kingdom, the church, the, is to be a fruit-bearing relationship with God, not a works of the flesh and without him, we can do nothing. Now, we know we can do a lot of things with him, but nothing of eternal worth or value or, or because he said nothing. Uh, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. So the, the failure to abide, which is, again, the charge is on us, not on, on the Lord. He has made the provision we have to make application to, and we'll practice that in a minute. If the... If, if he does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. That's what I call a picture of burnout. 
the, the vital union is no longer flowing, the life is no longer flowing, why am I doing what I'm doing, I don't see a purpose, uh, I disconnect, I don't take the time, I don't keep my devotional life, I don't pray, I don't read the Bible, I just kind of go through motions and wonder why I'm not feeling anything and I become vulnerable, people can pick me up and throw me places I don't want to go. I know I've done that many times, or been had that done to me many times. But thanks God, remember Zechariah said to Joshua the high priest, this is a burnt twig. This is a branch plucked out of the fire. I, so thank God for us, the believers, we can call upon the name of the Lord wherever we are and we'll be plucked out because God isn't thinking we were ever going to become a, a fruit-bearing branch on our own ability because that would mean that we don't need the vine. We produce it from within. We use the emotions to get there. We use our will to get there. We use our gifting to get there. All the things we are given intrinsically in birth, we operate with those to do the work of God. And that's not what we, God has ordained. He ordained a people that would be completely dependent upon Jesus and his grace and his working in us and through us. So verse 7, if you abide in me, dwell rest, make it habitation, my, and my words abide in you, the things I'm saying to you, this is the rhema, the words that I'm speaking, the things that I'm saying to you and your reading of my word I'm speaking, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So now we begin to see the fruitfulness that we're to carry is through a vibrant prayer life that is being answered. We can ask what we desire and we and it will be done for us. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So the, the proof of discipleship is fruit-bearing, just as it is to walk, to abide in the Word, and just as it is to abide and to walk in His love. You're going to bear much fruit, and my Father's going to be glorified, and you'll be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you, abide in my love. And this is the, the posture of the heart and to bring again myself into the love of God. I know we live in a culture that's very much others are to do for me what I need to be done so that I can become what I'm supposed to do. Or you're not doing for me what I need to be done so I can't become what I'm supposed to be. It's, it's a, it's a lack, of res lack of personal responsibility that I am where I am because I am where I am and God could change wherever I am and he could change how I am where I am he's the one that I need to find and connect and and this abide in my love Jesus was the most loved son the world has ever witnessed and the most rejected man the world has ever watched and that's our life that's our lot we have to be in the sight of the love of God in order to walk through the rejection of man. And, and that will be a, a fruit-bearing blessing and a giving and a life-giving. So let me, let's fast forward uh, to 1 John chapter 5. And we're going to close this. will be our last passages for now. 1 John 5 is the author, same author, heard the same words. So now he's now writing to his uh, children those believers and he's and he, he makes some incredibly 
kind of like if you were to look at somebody who heard the words of Jesus, now has lived them for 50, 60 some years, and has understood them, inter in internalized them, and has a, a, a intrinsic understanding, and he's now relating it to the people. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him who is begotten of him. Does that sound like 1 John 15, or John 15, 1 through 7, 8, 9? So whoever believes that Jesus is the Messiah, the, the anointed one, is born of God. And whoever is, loves him who begot, that also loves him who is begotten. So the love of God who begot us, we now have the love for all who he's begotten. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. So this love is vertical and horizontal. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So we've been given a promise over our lives in the born-again relationship we've been brought into to, as we are world overcomers. We overcome the system of this world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So this believing and accepting, and a lot of times for me, I'm just accepting things God's saying that I cannot produce. They're so beyond my capacity to even consider being produced by me, but I am accepting them because they're spoken, overcoming faith for of the world, born again. He, who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So this declaration of the, resu of the Son of God, I, you, you, uh, upon his resurrection, upon his call, being called a son, that belief causes, comes with it, the, sur the power to overcome and to see the world overcome in us. This is he who came, this is our Lord Jesus, Son of God, by water and blood. Water speaks to the Word of God. Blood speaks to the atonement that he submitted himself as a propitiation by the Father for us. Jesus Christ. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, not only by the words he spoke and the life he lived, but by water and blood, meaning the atonement. Without the atonement, all the good advice would just be that, advice. And we would still be stuck in our, our sins and laboring to change ourselves. And this is the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. So Holy Spirit is the one now, and that's what we're so dependent right now, for him to come and make, to bear witness to what is being spoken, we're reading in the Scripture. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. Now, I know we love the, the triune picture of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But I like the way John now looks at it. Because he's the one who said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh. He said, there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, that's Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. So a beautiful triune picture. God the Father speaks his word, and the Spirit manifests what is being said. They are one. It's a one God, three persons. But the word is, is now used instead of the Son 
uh, God the Son. And there are three that bear witness on earth. So there's the Spirit. He's first because he's the lead. He's the lead in the church. Without him leading us, we will repeat whatever, but it won't be him. He has to initiate. Like the simple question, what is a move of God? It's when God moves because he's the one who creates the movement. And so the Spirit, the water, the Word, and the blood, the atonement, the recognition of the boldness that it gives, the access we bring. And these three agree as one. So there is now this agreement that we're, we're working into. And I, there's a purpose in this because this is, he's going to start addressing what it means to abide or the practice of abiding. And then we're going to practice it and let God prove the truth of it in our life and begin to allow him access to touch us. So they bear witness, the spirit, water, and blood, and they agree as one. They're not one. They agree as one. There's, there's a functionality that's going on, the act of the atonement and the water. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. And this is the witness of God which he has testified of his son. And remember, Jesus would continually in the Gospel of John speak to the witness of what the Father was speaking to him. And we're learning to agree with the witness that God the Father speaks of him and agree there. And that's really a huge portion of how, how God will bring forth the fruitfulness and glory of the branch in this body. For if we receive the witness of man, the witness of God is greater, the witness of God which he testifies of his Son. He who believes in the Son of God has this witness in himself. One thing that's happening is that Jesus Christ is returning to his forefront of everything that we would call the Christian faith and letting go of anything that does not allow him preeminence and supremacy and the full purpose because it's all about him. This is not a new religion that started. It's not even improved Judaism. This is a covenant with God and the man and the man is now seated at the right hand of God. And we're inside that covenant when we believe that God raised him from the dead. We get to be the beneficiaries of it. And it's all about the relationship now we have in Christ with God the Father, the love God has for us in Christ. So it takes off a massive amount of, of burdens of trying to produce it by our good works and our effort, but it also takes a faith to accept truth that may or may not look like it's happening. So he says... This, he who does not believe God, if we believe God, then God puts the witness, Holy Spirit, right? I know that to be true. You know, yeah, you're reading the Bible. That's true. I know that. But he who does not believe God has made him, God, a liar because he does not believe the testimony that God has given of his son. So again, all life, and here's the testimony. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. Zoe, perpetual Zoe life, eternal life. And this life is in his son. It's nowhere else to be found. Not in the Bible. It's not found in, in it, it can be experienced in many places, but it's only found in the son. He who has the son, that means he who uh, holds the son, he who, who, who holds the son, who's making that a, a intentional uh, connection, has life. That's like the branch to the vine. There's a vital union. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. 
And that's where we can get broken off and dried up and thrown in the fire. And it's not that fire or circumstances determine whether we're in the vine or not, because all we have to do is go back to Job and realize that has nothing to do with anything. You know, it's because God's intent love on, intense love on Job was he allowing this process of purification of his heart to go forward, even though it was so costly in so many ways. So does he who has the son has life? He who does not have the son does not have life. These things I've written to you. Now, let's watch this fruitfulness portion. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Jesus helped us to know that if we are to abide in him, we have to let his words abide in us. And here we're now told that if we're going to believe in him, we, we, it's, it's, it's to the name of the Son of God. The, son, the name of Jesus, the Son of God, has all authority in all situations according to the scriptures. It is what unlocks every miracle. It's, he, his name is what brings all healing. His name is the, is the, is the, as Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do. And, and I won't even ask the Father. You use my name, the Father will do it. It's, it's what the Sanhedrin, the religious rulers said to the disciples, don't speak in his name, don't teach in his name, do anything you want, but don't say the name. So the name of Jesus, the Son of God, is very important in the working out of eternal life, that you may know you have eternal life. I've written these, you believe in the name, that you may know you have eternal life. So there's a knowing, accepting, a receiving, I have eternal life, and I'm going to let that eternal life now live in me and through me and to me and out of me. And that you may continue, stay perpetually abiding in, believing in the name of the Son of God. So the name of the Son of God in an abiding relationship is something to which I am recognizing that before, before be, my place of eternal life of, is, in, is in my believing in the Son of God, and, and I'm going to continue to let the name of the Son of God have great influence. I'm going, to, I'm going to say his name. I'm going to speak his name, worship him, use his name, declare his name. Now, this is the confidence. Now, here we're going to talk about that answered prayer abiding possibility. This is the confidence that we have, the boldness, the assurance, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Jesus said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, I'll ask what you will, and it'll be done for you, because there's union. And if you're if you ask according to his will, his word, he hears us. So now, if he hears us, if anyone, uh, if we know if he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions or whatever we ask have been of him. So if he hears us, we have it. Those are, those are again, I can't pr produce that, but I can accept it. I can begin to accept that if I ask according to his will, he's heard me, and if he's heard me, then he's, I have that petition. It may not be to tomorrow, but we've made connection, and, we've been, and, and the transaction is put in the escrow, and the, and the papers have been signed, all, of, all those things. So that the outflow, again, I, I, I miss that all the time. I always get ahead of myself in thinking the outcome, outworking is right there when it's just in effect being stated until the Lord's fulfillment. And God can 
states his word, it stands in eternity. If he wants to slow down time, he's allowed to because time is under his jurisdiction. And if it's, he wants to speed up time, he's allowed to. He can say, I was going to do this in your tomorrow, but you're so unyielded and willing, I'm going to take a few a thousand years. By then, I'll do it. Or he could say to me and you, I don't know about you, but I know me, man, how will any of this ever happen? I mean, if God had a thousand years to glorify the church, could he get, could he get us any further than we are? And God could say, today. Because that's who he is. The word, he has the authority to place it inside of its fulfillment in time. Why it's, and we just have to abide in that. I know we hear him. He hears us. We know we've got the position. Now, imagine this, and we'll close, because this will we'll hit after um, we do a little prayer application, and then later on. This next verse is revolutionary. If anyone sees his brother sinning, a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask, and he will give him life for those who commit sin, not leading to death. There is sin leading to death. I do not say that he should pray about that. I dare say that all the sins that we're dealing with that are affecting us and we're seeing are probably in any way a sin not leading to death. We might say the only sin leading to death is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. All this other missing the mark, selfishness, rudeness, misunderstanding, offenses, that's stuff that... Apparently, we have more authority than we knew. John heard Jesus say, if you remit the sins of anyone, they're remitted. Now, John has 50-some years of processing that promise. And he said, you know, if you see something going south and it's missing the mark, you can just start asking for life to flow. Imagine what that might do if, if our prayer life turned toward asking for life, toward places that are sinning and failing to make the mark. But before we go further, um, all unrighteousness is sin, but, but there is sin not leading to death. And the, I won't, it, he closes in a beautiful way, but um, there's something of the union that we're trying, that God is initiating today or for us. And all of you, I watch you, I know you, many of you, you're in this journey We've been in this journey. It's, it's a life journey. But there's something about the, the, there's, you know, there's moments in time when God says, okay, we're going to step into a new, another season of that, another expression of that, another opportunity to in, agree with that. Uh, Twelve years ago, I was uh, in a conference in November. I had a 30-minute 30 30 quiet time everybody shut down nobody said a word the spirit of God came in with a holy hush and at that moment during that time the Lord asked me he said he said you're uh, you're good at abiding but you always leave the abiding to to prop to harvest and I want you to make a decision do you going to be a harvester or an abider and I knew at my heart whenever God asks you a question he he knows the answer and you already kind of know the answer because kind of it's life journeys and so I knew that was to be a place I had to go back and quit trying to make things work and go more into being uh, just abiding, letting, letting life flow. And over a series of a lot of events, 
God made that possible to really practice through circumstances of restraint, not through circumstances of opportunity, to practice living in the Word and with Christ in, in, when I could not produce the Word and I could not get out of the, the crises. And I just had to find the Christ in the crises and just live in the Christ while I walked through the crises. It was a real uh, process of learning. So now what I want to share is what I've learned in that and what I think this all is saying and then why the branch is probably a really beautiful picture for us to start thinking in light of fruitfulness and multiplication and the multiplicity of ways God wants to start touching the earth through us. And that is the promise is there's life in Jesus Christ, eternal life. So I come to the Lord. I am not asking for something. I am attempting to receive what I need, not try to point out that I don't have it and he should be providing it because he already has provided. The life is in the Son. So as an exercise, I want you to think about this. We'll do it in a minute. If, if the life of Jesus in me is eternal and in his resurrection he has become my savior my my high priest my lord he's my healer my deliverance he's all of these things and much more and he's and i have him and i have life then what is probably the opportunity is to practice allowing that life to flow through me into me to affect me to touch me and a perfect place to start is where I need life to show up. Like if I'm sick, do what I know to do to get better, but I also say, Lord, I'm going to receive the eternal life, the resurrection life, the Spirit of God giving life to my mortal body, and I just, I'm going to allow you to come in and touch that spot, that place, that all of me. If my soul is being con con overwhelmed in death or fear or anxiety, I've always thought, that I just got to get out of the problem and I won't have those feelings. But I found that the feelings follow me and they seem to create new problems. So then this thought began, well then why don't you just come and change the way I feel and my soul return to rest and I begin to enjoy the place you provided for me. And it's quieting. It's like a quieting of the soul that returns to the rest. It's a place. And I have found that it is a... Jesus is everything God the Father has said he is, and everything God the Father accomplished in the Son is in us and accessible and available, but it's from the inside out. It's not from the outside in. I mean, thank God for the outside in. If anyone's sick, let them call for the elders, lay hands on the sick, and that God will forgive their sin and get them on. But the intent of heaven was to abide and to, to, uh, to receive. If uh, salvation is not functioning, um, I'm being overwhelmed, I'm unsaved in some area of life, I can, I can receive the, the working of salvation to come up from within, to change my, my position of my heart, to, to help me come out of unbelief, to lead me back into peace. All the fruit of the Spirit comes from within. Holy Spirit, righteousness, peace, and joy. So it's all in a... Uh, receiving what I do not produce. I don't create. 
uh, we were listening, Cammie and I, last week to this, one of C.S. Lewis books called The Screwtape Letters. And it's a story between an uncle and a, you know, cohort of the demonic realm. And they're trying to, trying to keep uh, a patient, which is uh, someone who's did not believe, now has become a believer. And they're trying to thwart their faith and keep them so they're still under their domain. And they're talking about prayer. And prayer is the point. They say, oh, no, it's, it's terrible to hear that your patient has begun prayer. This is the uncle giving advice to his nephew. But it, we, not all is lost because we, there's multiple ways that this cannot be effective. And one thing that stood out to me, and I thought, oh, I've done that many, many times. He said, um, you just, the one thing you want to do is don't have them talk to our enemy to honestly talk, to, to just talk to God. In fact, one thing that pa patients will often do is they will try to produce in prayer the thing they're trying to do. So, so they'll pray to themselves. So try to get themselves back up, a better mental opinion, feeling better. You know, so it's one thing to go to God and say, God, the Father, I am, I cannot. I have such hurt, hate, and anger in my heart toward this person. And I cannot change that, but I, you can change that. Would you, I need you, I'm coming to you, I'm submitting to you. Now that's different than saying, Lord, I know I'm supposed to forgive, so I'm gonna forgive this person. Though it's not really working, but I'm gonna keep doing it because I think it's something that's supposed to come from me. Forgiveness comes from God. Life comes from God. So it's a, it, it was an interesting little twist that's really recalibrating, keeping me in tension. Wait a minute. God isn't asking me to produce life, just to receive life. He's not asking me to produce the fruit of the Spirit, but to allow the fruit of the Spirit to, to grow and, and be a, a, a parent. He's not asking me to, to fix a problem as he is to receive the promise keeper, fulfilling his promise. It's so what it does and has done, and I want to invite you and in, think of three areas of life today. Sickness, it could be, it could be just distress, circumstance, relational, it could be anywhere. But we're going to take a moment and we're going to let the life that we have in us in Christ, eternal life that's given to us, and let it start to flow into that area of our body, our mind, our emotions, our circumstance. And... Again, we're not telling God how to do it. We're just recognizing that we need God to come into that area. And uh, so if I'm sick, I can say, Lord, I receive your healing. I know that you bore my sickness, carried my diseases. So I know it's in your will that I be healed and I am to be healed. But now I just take a moment and receive your healing into my body, into this particular area. Does that make sense? It's a posture of... of drinking if you would or and I'd like I'd like us just to take a moment and if you just think of those three areas all that is required of you and I is that we believe that God raised Jesus from the dead then we are made righteous and confess him as our Lord then we are saved and then as we receive or accept the testimony of God has of his son then that's where life is flowing and any part of the son that we have is life and wherever life is not present, or abundant life, we want to let the abundant life come. And if we have to lay down our soul life, well, that's part of the journey of growing up and maturing. So 
Father, I just ask now that as we would take a, a moment, each of us, and online, we are, um, I, I confess, to change the circumstances always seems to be the answer, but it's rarely ever has been. Most of the time, you want to bring life into the circumstance. And your life is defined very clearly in abundance. It's in health. It's in your wealth of your resource of life. And so we now welcome you. This is where you, Holy Spirit, will help us demonstrate these truths. We are in the branch, and he is glorious and beautiful, and the fruit is to be abundant. I will go ahead and talk to the people online if you so you can talk to God yourself while we have a moment because that way I won't talk over us. So just start talking to the Lord. What's the problem? I receive your life into it. You're the, you're the, you're the one who's paid for that or dealt with that relationship inside. Go for it. Austin. All right. So I can talk to you guys online. Um, three things. What's the place that you feel one thing that um, is that give verbiage to the thing God is highlighting and invite the life of Jesus into that place. Invite the resurrection life. Receive the resurrection life. Take it and then say, this is where I receive resurrection life to dwell. It can be an abstract thing. It can be concrete. It does not matter. He who has a son has life. And you abide. And that relationship of prayer is where the fruitfulness starts to flow. So we're exchanging the lie of whatever is holding us captive with the truth, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, let the abundance of the Lord start to flow. Okay? And then I'm going to, in a moment, I'll call everybody back in and we'll, we'll start to receive. Uh, when the life starts to flow, it's used with, there'll be scriptures coming. God uses his word to speak his, use to speak his voice. There will be the essence of the spirit and the force of life that he carries, spirit of truth. It will be uh, where he manifests and demonstrates and miracles start to happen. Power starts to break in. Whoa, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. There's power flowing into your home right now. It really is. It's not from outside. It's from the inside of you. It's starting to manifest, rise up inside of you. He's rising up, and he is the healer, and he is the deliverance, and he is the joy, and he is the peace, and he is your hope. No matter where you are in life circumstance, you can allow truth to become the essence, the place of abiding the connection, and life starts to flow. That held for a season will produce a vital union, and that grafting will become very uh, secured because we're held together by faith. We're held together in the kingdom, into the, into the vine, and into the living temple, and he's now building it. So let him just keep flowing. Let him just keep flowing. Okay, I'm going to just keep talking about a couple of things that came to me right then, and then we'll say a blessing. When 
we start to open ourselves to receive the abundance of that life in the place we cannot produce it. We accept that I cannot produce it, nor was I to produce it, but I receive the one who carries it. There will be often scriptures that will come alive because that's where authority is in the word so many ways. Spirit of God will come and you'll, you'll sense his hovering, his coming close. He loves to brood of, over chaos. I think Holy Spirit loves chaos because he gets his best work done there. So you'll feel, you'll feel in your soul going, I just got to get rid of this chaos. I just want the chaos to go away. And you'll feel the Holy Spirit go, I like chaos. Let me hang out with it. And then we have to make that choice. Who, who gets to have his way? So you kind of, that's where the word and the spirit. And, but the other th third thing is to receive more. To, to, to let, let God go further. To let God go bigger. To let God take, get a hold of us longer. Because we're, we're grafted in by faith. We're grafted in. And if we stand by faith. So faith is a union that we're, we're practicing. So I may feel this today and by this afternoon I may not feel any of it. But that doesn't mean it isn't true. It just means I've become more, uh, more aware of the circumstances and the soul than I am of the truth and his word and the spirit. But I can return. And over time, that becomes an easier return and a greater reward. You, you can, but before we go and take a, mic, a break, just, just receive more. Just say, Holy Spirit, I receive the manifestation of the truth. I receive the demonstration of the kingdom and power. I receive healing in my body. I receive the miracle power to work in this area of my life. I receive your joy. I receive your peace. I receive your kindness, your vision. I receive. I receive. I receive. I need to receive. I cannot be what I do not receive. I cannot give what I have not yet had given to me. I receive. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We receive this abundant life that we have in the Son. Oh, praise you. Eternal life. We receive healing into every part of our body. And we receive deliverance to every part of our soul. We receive, we receive salvation to every area that is unsaved and we receive the salvation to the uttermost in your prayer of intercession. We receive. Now there is, by the Spirit, he loves to displace what is trying to take his place. So if there's depression over us, he loves to bring an, a cheery outlook and hope. If there is fear rolling over our soul, he loves to bring an immersion of love and a, and a freedom to not fear the outcome. If there is sickness, he wants to make the part of the body well. He's just, that's his job, is to freely give us everything the Father gave Jesus. Jesus has everything the Father has. So he communicates that. And so, um, just... Sometimes it comes dramatically. 
Sometimes it comes very gradually. It's just kind of like the ocean tide changes. Sometimes a big wave that crashes. Sometimes it's just the tide comes up or tide recedes, depending on what he's doing. If he's displacing things, they often go away. And then they comes, or sometimes he just comes with himself and displaces everything. But this is the abiding position that Jesus carried with the Father. Now he's invited us to step into. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We receive you, Jesus. We receive you, Jesus. We welcome you, Jesus, for everything you're doing. We accept the truth of your word. We receive what you're saying. Praise you, Jesus. We praise you that the glory rests upon you. You bear the glory. No one else can bear the glory, but that glory is resting in us. Praise you that you welcome us there. Whoa. Praise you that you heal us. You heal all our diseases. You, 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 you come with, with the resource of eternal life, flooding our being. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Mm. Blessed be the Lord. Just letting him influence, letting him have say over, letting him speak. He gives life to the dead and he calls things that don't exist as though they do exist. So it's like he's, it can be shocking what he says at first, but you accept what he's saying in truth and it begins to become apparent in your heart that that is indeed what he's saying. Lord, just come Holy Spirit while we take a break and go into... Just a, just a chance to have enjoy some of the food that was prepared and fellowship with one another and prepare to come back. We just ask that you would just be continue the work. You never stop working. Never stop working. You're always moving to lead us forward in what you're fulfilling in your son. Oh, thank you. We welcome you. We bless you. Thank you for the ladies that put together, the Rosie's team that just put together such a great... Uh, time and give grant us uh, communication and fellowship while we do that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, stay in the spirit, but enjoy some food. So let's get in the flesh and stay in the spirit. <laughs> That's how it works. But we'll, we'll come back in 15, 20 minutes. Can, Diana, can you pop a song on? Then we'll know. you hear the music. So please, food's over there if you want. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, guys.
Just to be with you, it's so much bigger than anything else. Just to talk with you, it's so much better than living for myself. And so I come to you. 
Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, you may be seated. Blessing. You know, that was just as important. We were just being prophetic, inviting each other under the, under the vine, and having, having fellowship and friendship together. Thank God, thank God for the worship team again, you guys. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, we're going to talk about giving this away and then about the possibilities, how God will take this life that we now carry and grow in carrying in um, any, any, any way beyond any. You remember, he does it exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think or imagine so that God the Father would receive glory in the church in Christ Jesus. So this intent is uh, for that purpose. Um, I should probably ask the various questions, but we'll see how far. I want to just get these two things done together. When I came in, I was talking to Karen. I touched her, and the Spirit of the Lord reminded me of two things about this. This is a, we're, we're practicing. It's really a practice of abiding, but with an intent not just to receive for our own betterment, but to receive, to re then freely give away and allow the river to flow. And I tapped uh, uh, Karen's shoulder and the Spirit of the Lord just dropped on me again. John 4, the woman who's in the, in the Samaritan woman whose life is caught in a, in, a, in, a, in a time capsule, can't get free, can't get full, but she meets Jesus, has a conversation at the well, he expresses to her that if you knew who was talking, you would drink, ask of him for a drink, and out of your belly would flow rivers. Not rivers, uh, you would have a spring of living water bubbling up into eternal life. Conversations is where God finds access to release the living water. And it starts with me in my belly, inside my spirit. Then in John 7, he talked about if you're thirsty and you want come and drink and believe, then there's going to be rivers that flow out of us. And the river that flows out is for others. Does that make sense? The everlasting spring is for us, and we've got to keep the spring functioning, which is just anytime you, you find yourself totally out of the picture that you, you were in a moment ago, just return. Just practice returning. It's all I used to say, and I still say, Lord, I'm good. I, every morning I get up and I return to you, and I turn into you. But I don't, that sounds funky because it sounds like I'm turning into, like I'm becoming him. But no, it's meaning I'm turning inside to abide in you. I'm returning to you and then I'm making it intentional purpose. <laughs> so let's talk about releasing the life. If the life that I can enjoy in Christ is independent of the circumstances I am going through, then it stands, has to follow that the life that I carry in Christ, I can give away whether I'm myself carrying that for myself in other words if i can see someone sinning and ask for life to go and i didn't do an intervention i didn't sit down and talk them through their problem i get them to confess their sin i just saw something and i said lord i'm asking you for life to flow there that's not me it's he but he's giving us that kind of authority same as i could be sick and i could lay hands on you and in the name of jesus you be healed, and I'm still sick. And that isn't the, that's not an odd thing in the body because sometimes the way God works with his body is 
he keeps us in a weakened place if he wants to release a lot of power to himself. Uh, old joke Cammy and I had was that, uh, you know, we would talk about, well, God, you could um, do, you know, all you do is uh, heal obesity and baldness. And we'd fill the whole house. And people would hear anything you want me to say. And Cammy, and he, yeah, Cammy would always go, but I don't want that anointing because I'd probably be fat and bald. Because it's kind of that weird way in which God always creates, the vehicle is always an offense to the one if they want it to be. And if they can get past the human part of it, they can get the treasure that's inside the earthen vessel. So, so I'm, not, I'm not praying for that anointing for anybody or that that's, but it is kind of an odd thing sometimes. So the first thing, and we're going to just practice this and we'll be done right on time, uh, is letting that life that we start practicing receiving and flowing into the parts of life that are with us to flow out to someone else and not not be um, intimidated or think that it's a gift in of itself we do carry the holy spirit gives us gifts and there are things that will become uh, more uh, 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 expected because they've become repetitive and we start to see oh this is what God uses me in this but but truly it is too the life flows to the need and the relation and the communication opens the door to receive so I'm going to ask us in a moment just to pray for somebody pray for one another and and just ask you can bring whatever need you have say Lord this, this is where I, I feel like I need the light God's life to come to, to take possession of and this and then that person just prays Lord I'm gonna, in the name of Jesus I release the life of God that's in Christ flow into this situation and bring it into obedience to Christ and I call for the for the, the fruit of that and the blessing and so that that begins the connection you know if anyone's sick let them call for the elders and the prayer of faith will raise them up but then God can also increase that like we pray for someone, and next thing you know, I go, you know, I know God's doing that, but I also think he's doing this. And it's a good word of encouragement, and I just want to give that to you. And then we'll turn around and have the other, pray for the person who just prayed for us, and get a, get a moment of practice. Is that reasonable? All right, do you need more instruction, or could we just kind of try that? We're, we're comfortable, aren't we? So if you find one or two people... Probably two, one, one other person is simplest, and we just take a moment and pray for the person. And while you're doing so, just let the life that Jesus flow out of you, just consciously be aware that life is flowing out of you. You know, you don't have to feel it, but it will. Jesus felt life flow out of him when the woman with the issue of blood. So it can be tangible, but just let it, but consciously op, to open the spigot. And then pray for that person and and come with a request so we can help each other. Does that make sense? Okay, good. Let's break up. I'll talk to everybody online. We'll do that together. <clears throat> okay, so here's the deal. <clears throat> I can't hear from you, and I don't have my phone. So you can't uh, tell me what, 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 what's happening in the chat. And I'm, wow, it's weird to not have my phone and connect with you online. So I'm just going to kind of begin to pray for you. To practice, and then I'm going to ask you, everyone online, and later I'm going to ask you to pray for me. In fact, we'll start with you praying for me. <laughs> That's good. Thank you, Papa. Uh, 
I feel so weak and vulnerable. I see something that I'm barely enjoying consistently in my own life and finding I can return to it in all, in all, in all settings. But I'm very uh, insecure on the idea that this is, will, will transfer into more and more hearts. I'm going to make a confession to you. You know, um, this is the first time that I can remember in a long time because I knew this was only for God to do and it couldn't matter what I did. I wouldn't be the one to try to make it happen. So I, uh, I prayed this prayer today. I said, Lord, don't let anyone come who's not supposed to be here. Now, usually I would, you know, want everybody to come thinking everybody should be here, but, but this is like a birthing and I'm vulnerable and aware that it's like a baby, but I'm not the one who really has the capacity to bring it forth or any of that. So if you could pray for me right now for what, you know, for the power of the Holy Spirit to become present in the preaching of this truth of this glorified Christ, that the life that he carries would start to manifest in a way that would capture the attention of anyone who's supposed to get it. Just, if you just pray that for me, I'm just going to kind of receive what you're saying and I'll hear some of the things you're praying. So thank you. Thank you. I received that. I received that. I received that. I received that I'm going to have boldness to uh, proclaim this as I ought to speak. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that, yes, vulnerability is important and being naked and unable is just as important as having the thinking I have it all together. Thank you. I will, I will stay in that weakness. Wow. 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 Yes, yes, hope and vision. I, I, to imagine uh, more people being touched and life flowing freely. Yes, yes. And even like Jesus had said, I mean, rivers are flowing. He spoke of it before the Holy Spirit had come, but he prophesied it that they could come right now and get it. So, so there's an outpouring of the Spirit that's past where I can manifest or at the point of manifestation. So yes, thank you. Prophesy, yes. Wow, I can feel the strength coming in my being. I can feel, I can feel, I, I, I sense the Spirit of God like a bubbling artesian well of living water and also as that where it begins to become a headwater of a river that wants to begin to flow out. Whoa. Wow. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Let that flow. Yeah, I, I, I stay in prayer for me on this. I really would covet your prayers to just for the Lord to, you know, it can things start in a mist and a in a, in a softening of hearts and a but but when God wants to multiply the sound it comes in a strong mighty rushing wind and, and that deluge of God's spirit I don't have the control keep me in prayer that I stay focused only on Jesus and not on an outcome that's what today's been I told Gammy this yesterday and this morning so I have no outcome plan because the outcome that could come would only come from God. So how can I know what God wants to do? So yeah, keep let me stay in that posture of of of, of drawing from the Lord individually and giving away sincerely, but not trying to measure what's happening to try to determine 
you know, the, out, the, 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 the perfection of what's going on. Praise the Lord. Keep praying. But I'm going to pray for everyone. There is, um, and you can't tell me what it is, so I have to just kind of speak of things I'm hearing. I'm hearing hope is coming. Uh, it's like a hope that doesn't disappoint because it's rooted in the love God has for you that's poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. Romans 5, 1 through 5. But it's, it is a, it is tangible hope. You have not reason to hope. In fact, some have just encountered some really dis, dis, you know, distressing news that seems like there is no hope. But the Lord, I'm sensing in my heart as I'm praying that, and the Spirit rivers flowing that there is a hope you do not know that's coming to replace or take place of the hope that has now been disappointed, the hope that has been deferred. And that hope that's been deferred can be handed to the Lord and given Him jurisdiction over it, release it. But He's bringing a new hope that's going to be outside of the hope that your mind could rationalize or and you're not have to work to uh, produce it this is the time hope will not be produced by by the, the act of man the work of man this is where you may be past childbearing but it's time to bear a child you may be past the uh, the timetable of the old hope but it's time for that hope to be fulfilled but it has to it's a it's just letting god be the one to provide it He's able. He's able. Oh, and there, there's been a uh, some winters of discontent where it's been like I'm stuck and I want out, but I can't get out, but I'm stuck and I want out. God's seen that you picked up the cross to keep moving. You couldn't get out and you couldn't get, get resolution, so you just kept moving. You said, I'm not stopping my walk with the living king. Jesus is about to come into some very personal but very powerful places in your life, powerfully to release captivity. There's been stress that's been incurred, uh, distress, there has been despondency, there's been uh, like, oh, I got to get out. And God's going to say there's a contentment that will come that will release a great prosperity. There is a joy that's going to come that will bring new strength. There is peace that's coming that's going to become like a, bul a bulwark, a fortress around your mind and emotions. And, and there's going to be a, a strengthening with the might from the glory of God it, through his spirit into your inner man. In fact, it's happening right now. I feel that. I feel the spirit of God is touching from within from the riches of glory. He's in us, but he can transfer the wealth and glory of God into strength in the inner man. And it's just, it's flowing in right now. Uh, there's healing that comes with the Holy Spirit. And there's going to be uh, miraculous changes coming that are not yours that you're pushing to the other side. They're just, they're the ones that are God ordaining to, <laughs> to, to, to demonstrate. You see, they're rooted in promise in the Son. <clears throat> the promises that God has made are eternal. And that is how the divine life is communicated, uh, the divine nature. 
So we're not talking about uh, God says things and things don't happen and we failed, and therefore they failed, now they're gone. Nothing that God speaks can return to him void and will accomplish what he said it out at the moment he spoke it. Uh, from eternity he spoke it. So uh, we change the way we have to see its interpretation or completion, but we will we'll be like um, Joseph. All of a sudden one day there's our brothers bowing at our feet and we're wondering, oh yeah, I remember I had a dream about that. But you so gave up that dream to be fulfilled in the way you saw it, but now you see that the dream is fulfilled in a new way you're seeing it. So that's coming. But uh, one last thing I'm, I'm feeling. Let me see this. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters that are online, my family, that there would be, oh, 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 there would be healing to the mortal body and lifting off of infirmities and disease and reversal of afflictions. You would, you would just heal the sick right now. Those who are sick, heal them. And Lord, I pray that right now those who have been under torment or mental conflicts, strongholds, loss of their control of their thoughts, not able to uh, accept what's being said is true because their emotions are so dis just, just disjointed and discorded. I just say in the name of Jesus, peace. Be still, quiet, and rest. And sound mind. Sound mind. Sound mind. And know you know, love, power, and a sound mind. It's coming right now. I declare this. Wow. Don't, you don't have to wait. Just receive. That's our part. It's always to be the receiver. It's the giver and the receiver. We're flowing in. We're flowing out. We're, I'm now the one giving. But I'm not the one giving. It's the life of Christ that's in you by the Holy Spirit that doesn't need my hands on you. But you are able to just start to receive it. Our words might be green, so we have basis to say oh that's what he's doing well then I receive it I receive it there's healing physical healing I believe there's physical healing from long-term ailments that have been perpetuating a heart condition a skin condition an eye condition and things to do with the bladder and things to do with the uh, liver and there is uh, a sprain and pulled ligaments that are being uh, restored there's just life flowing in the name of Jesus. So in Jesus' name, do all this. Confirm all this. Bring about the completion of all this in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. Okay, we're going to, two minutes, we've got to pull back together. So you should be, everybody should have had a chance to start praying or let's finish that up in a couple more minutes and then I'll. I'll talk to everybody online. We'll be back in two minutes. All righty, I'm back with you. Uh, what did you hear the Lord say? What are you hearing the Lord say? Pray for um, someone in your family right now, but not from the problem, but pray for the giving of life. Release the life that comes from the branch that flows from the head that is glorious, and beautiful, and abundant and the peace that comes, and the king and the priestly ministry, and just receive his 
pray it out. There you go. And let it flow. Let the word of the Lord now rise up. He'll say things that are not present as though they were. He'll state, he'll state conditions are different than they are. He loves to call things that don't exist as though they do. So when he does, then disagree with them and say, Lord, I receive that person saved instead of in distress. I see them healed instead of sick. I receive them in their sound mind and freely and fully restored to every part of their home, family, and faculty. In Jesus' name, you just kind of let that flow. And you flow and you just flow and just receive. See, it's kind of there. That's where I believe what we're doing then is we're giving life to an area we see as sin is trying to take life. But we're giving life. This is the intercession of the, of the, of the last days because it's the intercession of the high priest is to give life and to uh, uh, cause that abundant life to flow and that salvation to flow to the place where the need is, not dealing with the need as it is to just give the overflow of life. So have fun with that. I think it's, um, again, forgiveness is huge on this because you can't release life without forgiveness. <laughs> you just kind of retain, you withhold it. So we've got to remit, remit, remit. Forgive, 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 and life flows through the river of forgiveness. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Praise the Lord. We good? We good? All right. You can, if you need to keep talking, praying, you're welcome to. I, this is what we hope for is a very messy church for a season. I love for a messy church. Things are happening. We're not in control of them. <clears throat> but here's what I want to share, the, the third thing, which is the outworkings of abundant life. We were, uh, every one of us carry passions. We carry fruitfulness. We carry callings, but we don't necessarily see them fitting in the local church as the local church is expressing itself. So we then tend to think, wow, there's no place for me. But the local church isn't the institution or the gathering on a Sunday or Wednesday. Or it's, it's the living body that gathers under the head and in worship. But then it's expressed in every area of life that we carry. So, uh, for instance, what I believe when he said, oh, everybody will, every man will invite his neighbor under his vine or talks about that there's going to be a, a, a millennial expression of, of peace and, and beauty or fruitfulness, then what we, we need to unlock our imagination and allow God to give us unctions to do things. Uh, Cammie's going to share a testimony of, uh, of tomorrow, which uh, is awesome. Uh, Jan, when she started this kind of, uh, out working of the branch that we saw and the Lord was prototyping in his self, by himself, she just started taking the things she loves to do, nutrition. And then she's got, you know, they got together another person. Let's have a nutrition day. Let's have a, let's have a way in which we can all learn about aspects of eating or taking, you know, or it's just finding uh, 
outworkings that could be a blessing to somebody. It could be mechanics working on cars. It could be uh, someone who's created, you know, loves, loves yards and they've manicured their yards forever. And now thinking, why don't we go and come up with a way to get a couple of us and reach out to a widow's home or it, it can be prayer. It could be a Bible study. Kathy was talking about me connected to our Hebrew students, one speaking Hebrew, another studying Hebrew and saying, why don't you guys take your love for Hebrew and, and open that door for someone, others who want to learn Hebrew. But, but it works with what's your passion? What do you carry? Not what you think it, it's what you carry that you love to do, that you carry that you would see the value of helping and want to help. And in the middle of it, Jesus is going to be manifest. Because we, in, instead of it being something that we're trying to do about Christ, we're doing it in Christ, with Christ, to help others in, in normal part of life. Because God loves our life that we're living. He loves flesh and blood. Uh, he is still flesh and bone, Jesus. He is more than aware of, you know, just how do I step into, how, what could I do? How do I, how do I respond? So the prayer, the prayer, which is nothing to discuss when we will have a moment to talk about it with somebody, because it's oftentimes you, I find if I can get another verbiage going to someone else, then I start to hear myself. Kind of like the idea that, a good counselor is someone who just lets someone talk so they can hear them solve their own question by talking loud, loud long enough. They go, oh, I was thinking it, but now I'm talking it. Now that I'm talking it, I think of it differently. And that's kind of like what we want to do in a moment. But what, what, are, what are your, what do you carry? What are your gifts? Where, are your, you know, where would God give you to give away? How could you do it? It doesn't have to be inside the church. It doesn't have to be in the building. Doesn't have to be, but it can be, too. It can be the passion that I carry that would allow me to bring the Christ that I carry into someone else's life, and it flows outwardly. So you see, we're receiving, and then we're now giving. And then the giving aspect, the reason it's so important, is that the living body that grows up into the head according to Ephesians 4, must then give away what it's receiving from the head. So that the love that it's receiving from the head, which is what we grows the whole body up, is love. But it's now love that we are showing and demonstrating or and giving away. And then that causes a, it causes, literally it says the, the body grows itself in love. So at the end of the end of the age, there will be, a synergy of love that is that is coming from the head but no longer being just the head to each individual it's now starting to flow through the individuals and it's like a living body where things are just starting to go to all kinds of place all kinds of people in 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 ways that you didn't it's it's organic it's eternal it's the the vine and the branch and the fruit starts showing up so my question is Lord, what am I to give away? Where am I to give away? How, what would you give me to do? What idea do you have? And, and, and be, a pot, in a, be a place of listening for the next few days. And as soon as the Lord starts to show you, you know, start. 
you know, if you need agreement, then find someone that will be in agreement with you. Tell me, I'll agree with you. We do not, you, sometimes it's seeing a need. Have you ever noticed that if you see a need, that's probably because you have the capacity to meet the need because you're kind of seeing it from a way you would do it if it was not, not being done? Step in. It doesn't even have to be official. It, uh, I think, and uh, I'll share this. I believe some of the things we're going to give away will be through the blessing of prayer over entities and peoples that don't ever know we're blessing them and praying over them. We're just starting to go, you know, that group over there, I just start to, I just release life and I'm giving it away and I'm just going to engage in that intercession and thanksgiving. I'm giving life to where the lack is and I'm not trying to resolve the lack to bring life to it. It's a different dimension. But I think we were, we've been tricked by, by the law thinking that we have to resolve problems before life can flow. Where Jesus said, well, I resolved every problem that will ever exist and life can flow at any moment in my name. So the name is being used. But then some of us are going to come up with things that require us to put ourselves into a kind of a commitment, a weekly gathering, a, a purposeful meeting that has another dimension is it forces us to have to find God when we're too tired to want to try. So there's a beautiful part of that outworking that you're kind of going, well, you know, does that make sense? The old, the old story was, you know, guy gets up on a Sunday morning and he's, can't, he's tired and he's kind of like, oh, forget it. It's raining. I don't, I'm not going to go to church. And so he just announces it. And his wife says, well, well you got, no, why? He goes, go, I just don't feel it any today. And she said, he says, well, she says, Give me, give me three reasons why I should go to church. So she said, well, you know that when you worship and you come out of that presence, you always feel better. And he goes, yeah, okay, I'll buy that. And you know that uh, out of the word, there's something that you hear that's, that's important to hear that you wouldn't have heard had you not been there. So it's, it's important. Okay, well, well, give me a third reason. You're the pastor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times that's true. <laughs> but that's the beauty of getting, putting yourself in a place that you have to, have to show up. Because sometimes it's just showing up that makes the difference. So take a moment, and we're going to just take about five minutes, break up with somebody and share just some ideas that are flowing through your head. You're not committed to any of them, but just some ideas that you're thinking about and listen to each other, and let's just let, give permission for new ideas to flow. Can we do that? All right, let's break up. We've got about 10 minutes, and I'll talk to everybody online. <clears throat> let me get a drink of water. Mmm. Mmm. You know, wow, you're a beautiful body. We are a beautiful unit, and we don't have to try to design. just have to yield. See, when I get online with you, when we start talking, I end up hearing things that are yours to hear, and I, they flow. So you, there's just stuff in you that we carry, and you are, in, you know, 
shopping could be part of your anointing. Well, do it together with others. Bring it about. It doesn't have to result in witnessing. It doesn't have to result in praying for a company. It just is living inside the life of Jesus. And life will flow to places where needs are without trying to go find the need. Uh, uh, the baking bread. Uh, uh, building uh, uh, around a sport. It, it, you know, we've talked about this a gazillion times. But it's, it's not to meet the need as much as it is to release from you and from me what I care, what we carry, because that what I carry, someone else needs, and what you carry, I need, or someone else needs, and me, you know, it's like the living body it just starts to flow. So here's what I'm, because I'm kind of the, I shared with you before, I was vulnerable about my, my neediness. Now, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how, I, I just don't want to organize. That's my tendency. I want to give permission. I don't want to be frightened as I give permission for people to step forward. I want things to flourish even beyond what I could make them flourish. So I don't want to be intimidated or, there's just all those possibilities. I don't want to control because of what what good is control? It just means you have to manage something that's not yours to manage anyway. So I'm, I'm aware of that, and I, can, I understand the way that works. Uh, we all have gifts and talents, and we tend to measure where we are in life by how well they're working or what they're doing for us. And instead, they, um, who knows, maybe your talent will put you in prison because of the preaching of the gospel, or you will find yourself giving away what you have and find yourself poor at the end. You never know how the Holy Spirit kind of moves us when we start letting him move us. And maybe you're the only one that'll come up with this idea and the only one that's functioning. No one seems to be interested, but yet it's a beginning point. When I have ideas, I've learned to pray them before I just try to do them. And I let the prayer start to carry me where I cannot yet carry myself into. So it's let, let it flow. But, but it's, you are absolutely incredibly valuable. And we are called to abide in Jesus. It's our charge. We are called to release life and receive life in us and release life through us. But we're also called to give what we carry or what we're given you know jesus sent his disciples out and he said um freely you've received freely give and the giving is where the receiving continues without the giving then the so you might be a, a writer and you could do a workshop with some people who love to write or you could be uh it could be anything it really could be i mean it's what you carry what comes flows in your life what sink you know what floats your boat what makes your baby leap and then giving it away in the smallest amount just one person two people that all of a sudden now you have a, a presence where jesus is in the midst of and it can be as about anything so long as jesus is the initiator then he's going to find a way for his life to be expressed does that make sense it's it's not about trying to uh, prove it 
It's merit or value. We are in Christ, and Christ is in us, and we are abiding in him. His words are abiding in us. We can ask for things, and anything we ask, he will do. And Father will be glorified that we bear much fruit. So fruitfulness is the only thing that we're hoping for. That it, And it can be visiting people that are shut in. It could be uh, meeting with the affluent and, and calling them to become uh, sowers into the kingdom and, and, and connecting them to places where, where, where resource should go. You have, we have access to places. We don't yet fully know why we've been given that access, but God's going to say, could be co-workers that you regather with. And it doesn't have to be around the Bible. It could be about economics. It could be about uh, uh, civic government and our, our part as a believer to be participants in, the, in our civic government. It could be in, you know, they talk about the seven mountains of these places of influence and, and focus, you know. It could be entertainment. It could be in intercession and prayer, and yet it's over something that's not being focused, and you just think two or three people, we ought to start gathering around our city, our neighborhood. It's, it's really unlimited. And all I'm wanting to do is give permission, and I'm wanting to ask your prayer for me to be able to recognize when God's stepping, stretching beyond what I have anticipated and going beyond what I thought or wonder, like Peter. I want to be like Peter, that if he steps it up and says, we're going to a whole other realm of people that I'm not prepared to go to, then I would just say, well, the Holy Spirit took over, so we're going to follow up with what he's doing. I don't want to go there because they need someone told me I have to. I want that spirit of God initiating. That's again where the life of God's flowing. All of this, you begin to see why a life connected to the vine, to the head, in prayer, in the word, is opening the unlimited possibilities of God's creative creation to show up. And he's a creator. He's a creator in the new creation, not just the first creation, He's a creator in the new creation. And there are things that are now supposed to spring forth. You're retired, but now guys, I got a whole other thing I want you to be doing. It can be menial. Maybe you were an executive that ruled and watched over multitudes of people. And now he says, just I'd love for you to, you'd love to cook. And he says, go, go serve in this kitchen, help in this setting. Don't. And it, and it could be motivated because you can see, wow, I really, this, we really do this. But again, it's not on others to do what you see. It's for you to do what you see. It's for me to do what I see. And this has taken, this has been a 10, 12 year journey to be here today for me by submitting to one thing, which was to abide and then to submit to that truth, even though life went so difficult and it would have been easy to focus only on changing things although I didn't do it perfectly no nothing have I done perfect because if I did then I wouldn't need Jesus everything is a learning process to know who he is by also knowing who I am uh, and the more I know who I am the less I put my confidence in what I'm going to do about this or how to bring it about so uh, that's the beauty of this it's 
If you see a need that God's stirring you and you have the resource to do so, go meet it. John said in that, if you see someone in a need and you shut, you close the bowels of your heart, which is the move of compassion, then the next thing you know, you, the love of God's drying up. It's not dwelling in us, which is really good. Someone, you, one of you just brought that out of, we'll close with that. Because that's, that's really, really, really good. Thank you for being a part of the living body. Thank you for stepping into the next season that we're going into. Thank you for allowing us to be a messy place with multiplicity of life that is not in competition, but is in completion. Thank you for letting love be our rule and not, and not fear. Thank you for when greed gets a hold, we, we repent. For when, when a jealousy takes a hold, we return to the Lord till he uproots that. Because there's, there's nothing perfect in what I carry. And every day I'm the same man waking up in the same body with the same flesh and the same soul. It's getting saved by submission, but it's, it's, a, it's a lifetime journey. So I'm not as surprised anymore by who I am. I'm now more and more returning to who you, Jesus, is. And it's the outworking of it that allows that to happen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Looking good in here. It's, it's sweet. I hope you are having it. Talk to me. What are you hearing? What's the Lord saying? Just say it out loud. <clears throat> That's cool. Beautiful. <laughs> Why not? Why not? You can do it. Not you. God can do it through you. But the, the desire he can bring fruition through. Yeah. Ask what you desire. And he will do it for you. It's the desire that he gives. Yeah. Why not? I keep hearing that. Why not? Go for it. Go for it. Take a moment. Yeah, pray a little bit more into it. But, but don't, don't, don't back out. Keep going forward. Watch it. Watch it happen. This is, some of it will become apparent in the next two weeks that this, the Lord is actually saying, do this. It, it's going to become uh, the door is going to open and you can walk through it uh, the idea is going to be connected to someone else with a like idea so there's agreement and you can partner and fellowship in the, in the process it's just wow it's going to happen in the next few weeks and so go through the door walk through the door and let that door uh, be complete praise God I got so many things talking to you and listening, and I don't think I can remember them all, so let's see if I can bring it back. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, I'm just going to have to, I'm going to pray for everybody in just a moment, so keep going. You, there's stuff going, there's stuff happening. And usually a dead end means it's new door that's about to open and trouble is another door that's about to open and and an emotional breakdown is another door of, of discovery of the fulfillment of Jesus the closing of a season is the end of a journey that now opens the door to the next season it's it's just really really beautiful thank you thank you for not stopping thank you for the older we are the longer we keep going there's more to be accomplished in our authority to release others and give others permission. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Okay, if you um, if we're ready, are you closing up? If you're still finishing talking, that's beautiful. Um, <clears throat> a couple things that I will share, and then I'm going to release our blessing, and we'll get we'll leave before twelve. When I was praying for our online family, the Lord was encouraging us to be let our desire come alive, and not ask can I do it, but why not? And watch doors open. When the Lord starts stirring us into a certain area, often those doors will start opening. All of a sudden we'll be invited to the kind of function or we will uh, recognize somebody else is thinking about the same thing and now let's talk about that and do it. Um, and if it's in the problem, that may even be a better picture that God's in it because he, sometimes he says, you know, now that you're here and I've got your attention, here's a good thing you could do to give away life where you are. Since you don't know how long you're going to be here, why don't you, uh, you're looking for encouragement in this setting. Why don't you encourage others? It's just, it's organic. It's eternal and it's begun. Amen? It's begun. Something has begun. And so... Uh, I'm going to pray a blessing because I don't think there's anything more for me to say. Uh, anybody got a question? <laughs> okay, we don't have a microphone anyway. Good. <laughs> Let's stand together. And you can finish your conversation. But mm. Let's just uh, review again in our spirit practice of everything we've done today. Lord, we, re we receive the life of God that's in us, in Christ Jesus. The full activation, the full expression of abundant eternal life. We receive joy inexpressible and full of glory and peace that passes all understanding, guarding my heart and my mind. We receive righteousness imputed by believing in Jesus' resurrection. We receive. We receive. We receive. We receive health and healing in our body. We receive healing in our body. In that area that's resisted or been worn out or broken down, we receive newness of life from the Holy Spirit. We receive. We receive that place of soundness of mind. We receive the spirit of power, love, and soundness of mind abounding right now. So we can go and we let go of all the worries. We, we decide to drop the worry and start the worship. You are God and you are able to perform what you began and take us where we're supposed to be. So we let go of the worry and trust you instead. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. We release the life that we carry to all those we love. We are no longer looking and pining away at our children drifting farther and farther from God and wondering what could ever do. Or because of the radical, violent loss of one, we begin to refuse comfort. We receive comfort over our households. And we receive returning of your, our children to their borders. 
and their boundaries and the hope that's in their future. We receive un, uh, places that persist in sin. We command and receive and ask for life to flow in there. Life and grace that, that just dismantles the opposition and the legality of everything. Grace to flow. Grace. Grace to flow. Grace. Grace to flow. Grace. Grace, grace, grace. And we receive from you, Lord Jesus, the head, your, your inheritance and assignments and ideas and desires to start bubbling up and finding their way into fresh expressions. Old things that are renewed and come back or new things we've never considered before, but now all of a sudden we are aware that this is something we'd really like to be a part of and give away and participate with you. We receive. Just receive. We receive. We don't know what it's going to look like. We got, oh, but we know you're, it's going to look just like Jesus. It's going to look like one body, one head. Oh, blessed be your name. Just, just, yeah, do we receive. We receive. We receive. We receive. We receive. We receive. And Lord, we release this to flow through your entire living body, especially beginning with us as Jubilee. Let it fly, find expression and freedom. And wow. And one last thing God said, and it's doing it again right now. We receive God's love. We do not do this for love, to be loved. We do this from your love. We're not trying to be gain nor notoriety. We do it because you know us and love us. And we're your son, and we can freely give away. Ooh. Now, Lord, watch over us today and travel and home and rain and returning. And, Lord, let, let what has happened here flow into the service tomorrow. We, we bless Becky Ferris. We acknowledge that Becky Ferris has stood as an intercessor, prayer pastor, many times the only one in the middle of a battle. She's been and is a mighty man like David's army. She's a mighty woman, but in the spirit, there's neither male nor female. But she holds that place. We ask it in the battles that she's held, the sword that now is fixed to her hand, that she would release that sword so that she can step into the next season of fruitfulness and blessing and prosperity. We ask you to cause abundant health to flow into her body. The best years ahead. The best, best years ahead. And we ask that, 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 that all that she has done in secret, you would reward her openly. We'd look around and go, there goes one who served the Lord in secret, who's now being rewarded openly. And she would feel that. 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 And she would no longer uh, uh, feel the, the wounds of the war. Just the healing balm of Gilead. The joy of, of, of completion. And Lord, let it spread into our body and to our, our service tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Amen.